That's right, you geeks. Welcome into the Echo Screen, the official podcast of the Clan of the Gray Wolf. As always, I am your host, the Commodore. Ding, dong, ding. Close enough? Yep. And with me, as always, is the uh, really, is, is actually super intelligent, always very thoughtful, but on tonight's episode, completely and totally wrong. Rue, how are you doing today, Rue? I'm peach keen in the summer screen. How are you? I, I have no idea what the hell that means. Sounds like, okay. it, sounds like it, could be, it could be a phrase, maybe from the deep south around the turn of the century. Yeah. I... I don't even know where to go with that. that. That's that's so wrong in so many levels. But anyway... On, um, on, on a side note, I just want to say that I thought a Vulcan assassin just said girth. He said garth. It's a little and less those are very different from each other. Very different. Anyway. Um, yeah, so we, we wouldn't want them to think that uh, garth was girth. In any case, uh, <laughs> you might think a lot of things are other things in tonight's show. That's fine, because we do that quite a bit. But in any case... Uh, we have a lot to talk about this evening. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think we're going to have a, a cool little new format to the show that I think you guys are going to like. Actually, the format in basic stays the same. The meta-analysis stays the same. However, yeah. the, the topic du jour, that's the topic of the day. Mm, I'll have that. Stays the same. Uh, but everything else will uh, will remain the same as well. We're, we're just gonna yeah. we're gonna we're gonna go into the topic du jour and kind of cut it up into little sections here with a new little thing we like to call convince me. Yes, and to to make it clear because there, I already sense people fearing change in the comments or the chat room. Fear not. This is not like a permanent change. We're not gonna do this every week. It's just something no. we'll pull out every once in a while. So I like to call it recurring, not yes. permanent. Yes. yes. Okay. Um, also, also because uh, on the brink was was asking how many spoilers should they expect tonight? Okay, I will tell you right now. I am arguing in favor of Game of Thrones. I will not spoil any game of. I, there will be no Game of Thrones spoilers tonight. I am simply arguing on the merits of the show. You should know that. So don't worry if you yes. haven't read the books, if you haven't seen the shows, and if you haven't seen the. <laughs> oh my God! This latest episode. Did they, if did you they, haven't seen did they that, reveal it's going to be okay. Did they it's reveal right. what the Game of Thrones was? Was it Monopoly? Yes, it, it actually was. I knew it. The, whole, the entire Game of Thrones was actually Monopoly. <laughs> I wish I could take credit for that. Got to throw that that out to Mr. Chris Prangerade for uh, for tweeting that one. That, he that he nugget, is the man. That gem. He is the man. That, yeah. That 16-bit gem. All right, so as we always do, we're going to run through the show in the following way before we even get to Rue introducing what the new format will be. But however, we will start with the TNB section of the show, which is the tids and bits, mm -hmm. which is the news and notes, as it were, things that we are going to talk about that we think you should know about that have happened in the news. We're going to talk about how liberals are destroying America. Who said that? Um, sorry. I that, was not, that was not in the show notes. This is, Did you? We're not doing that format? Next week, then. Okay. That's the other show we do called Politics Today. <laughs> um, there really is no show called Politics Today. I just completely made that up. It sounds However, like something on PBS. In the yeah, it really does. It's kind of, it sounds really bad, too. It doesn't sound fun or entertaining at all. Right. Yeah. It's a terrible idea, as a matter of fact. <laughs> um, we so. will not do that. And that topic or any other topics, we won't do it. Anyway. Um, so we will do the news and notes, things we think you should know about. Then we will move into the topic du jour, which we have already covered is the news of the day. Convince me. Convince me. And then we will move to the third portion of the show, which people tell me is their favorite part. I don't know. I mean, this is just what I hear, which is the question and answer session of the show. All you have to do is ask some questions 
It could be about today's topic, could be the topic du jour, could be something from the news and notes, could be anything you want to ask about life, love, children. It could be about the 2004 two-in-a-row American football conference champion, New England Patriots. It could be about that, although I have no idea why anyone would want to talk about that. But if you do, you could ask that question. Now, how do you ask a question, you ask? Because you don't have to wait till the end of the show to, to ask your question. How do you ask a question, I ask? I'm glad you asked that, because Thank the you. way that you ask a question is you go to my name up in the upper right-hand corner. That is Commodore128. Click on my name. You will see that out pops a, a sub-menu, if you will. Just click PM. That is private message. There's my name. I, I demand the Vulcan assassin ask a question about turkey bacon. I demand it. Someone, and someone please ask some kind of question about Vulcan assassin's uh, bacon sandwich. In any case, that's how you ask a question. You don't have to wait till the end of the show. You can ask the questions right now if you want to, but we will get to the best questions we have during the course of the show. I will remind you how to ask later on, and we will answer them live on the air. That's how we roll. Rue, explain to the people what we're going to be arguing about in the topic du jour today. The topic du jour, topic of the day, is uh, convince me, where basically I, I, I kind of realize, you know, I haven't seen a dang lick of Game of Thrones. I haven't read the books. I keep hearing things about it, especially from it's it's, it's a little this, popular this loser, and yes. uh, I get completely this lost. Loser right there. Apparently, like Hogarth is a is a big mute guy who carries yes. things, and then there's a little short guy. Uh, actually, actually, it's Hogarth. And, and not Hogarth. There's a yes, little short right. guy who like puts a coin on a on a chair, and apparently the it looks kind of funny. I don't know what's going on. And, and then he flips it to decide the fate of Westeros. Sure, and there's boobs, and I know this. Yeah, and boobs. That's about and all boobs, I know. Boobs and violence. So That's he he's gonna try to convince me to waste my hard-earned time to watch Game of Thrones in the the second contrary. part in the contrary yes. part uh, right after that in, in I, the counterpoint to the point i will try i am giving up on trying to convince him to watch firefly instead i'm going to try to yes. convince him Good. to watch doctor who which Fighting i an uphill battle but doctor who i think you probably have a chance so, <laughs> so this is good yes so <laughs> rather than declaring war over before we even begin to fight uh, you, you have a fighting chance with, exactly. with Doctor Who, I think. All right, good. Apparently my mother's in the chat. I, I find that dubious, but we'll see. Uh, I find that dubious as well. However, uh, this is a great new idea. I think this is going to be a recurring format where we can kind of play on the things that, you know, maybe I like that you don't like and, mm -hmm. and vice versa. Yeah. And uh, should, you know, serve for an interesting dynamic to talk about both of them. And by the way, I think these are two shows probably that were that are both very much worth your time yes so maybe. you can kind of learn a little bit about you know something maybe you don't know about or haven't seen so so so, so we're also trying to convince perhaps some other people who are unconvinced in the chat or in the viewership in the blah 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 yeah maybe you should watch this as well so in the bloody 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 exactly so speaking about the bloody 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 let's get Lin to the first part of the show sanity. the t the lin sanity the yes. tnb portion of the show talk to me about what happened since last we spoke to the peoples. Well, apparently Bearded Drew just figured out that you have 52% of the screen space and I have 48%. So I'm going to... Therefore gonna... I win! And Game of Thrones is, is the superior pro. I'm going to have to fix that right now. Here no, stop. What are you doing? Oh. Everyone wants to see more of me than they do of you. No. And they want to see more of Game of Thrones than they do of Doctor Who. Now, what are we going to talk about in the news and notes section? I can't argue with that. Because... Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... <clears throat> It's been three weeks since our last episode or uh, stream, so something happened, kind of, 
there is yep. a there is a, a little bit of a reveal about the new uh, X Bone. Yes, the X Bone Seven Twenty. Exactly, Durango edition. <laughs> so the Xbox One has been not not launched, not kind of revealed ish. Basically, there's a lot of talk. At least they showed the day in console. That's that's a step in the right direction. Microsoft did it at a press conference up in Washington, and um, gosh, not received. Gosh, not well received. Gosh, Can I say darn. it's not well received? Yeah, generally it's been a, a bit of a, a laughing stock, you know. And but you know what? A little bit. The internet's kind of fickle. They're going to do that pretty much regardless. I think nowadays. Right. Uh, right. So so digging through all the crap. You know, we've all seen the, the funny bits. We, we've seen the, the mashups of all the times that they said TV at the game console press conference uh, on YouTube and things like that. But what are your <laughs> thoughts, Mr. Commodore? You know, I think it's tough because we haven't really seen half of what this machine can do, nor have we seen half of what the PS4 can do. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of trying to hedge my bets at the moment. I don't really know what I've seen so far. What I think we have seen are two consoles, and, and by the way, I'm, I, Wii U I'm taking kind of out of this conversation, even though the Wii U's shown elements about this as well, that they really do want to sit at the heart of your entertainment center. They want to be the single box that you use for whatever you do, um, r rather than being kind of an accessory that plays games. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how I feel about that. I, I, I think it's... I think there are some cool concepts. I really like a new Connect idea. Connect was probably my favorite part of the 360, to be honest. I still think it's one of the most intriguing ideas in gaming that still hasn't really found the the perfect use for it yet, but it's still very interesting. And it's going to be an, a beefed up Connect. It's going to be a beefed up Connect. It's going to sense. It's going to do a lot of the things that I always thought it should have done with the other Connect, which was sense when you have a controller in your hand, be able to sense a lot of people at the same time. So therefore, you could do something like play a first-person shooter with a controller in your hand and have a kind of um, interesting split experience that actually could could make more sense, right? Because mm -hmm. you can't play a first-person shooter, you know, with a Kinect right now. You'd look like a complete freaking idiot. Not that people play games on the Kinect not to look like a freaking idiot. Not um, like people play games on the Kinect, but... Well, let me tell you something. I didn't feel self-conscious about how I looked until I started playing a lot of the Xbox uh, games that come with Kinect. And it takes pictures of you as you're dancing around your living room. And I went, yes. what a freaking loser. Like, <laughs> I look like the biggest idiot in the world playing those games. I can vouch for that. Yeah. I uh, mean, and I don't know how they found their way into the Internet, but I will get whoever did that. It, I, and and Pushing Up Roses puts a, it brings up our, our good friend, brings up a good point about it, it's getting a little creepy. There's a lot of the Big Brother jokes coming out about there how it can sense lot. your face. And it can sense who you are when you walk in the room and your heartbeat and things like that. And even a little bit of emotional, like it can tell if you're happy or sad. Yeah. It's like kind of weird. A little creepy, Microsoft. Not going to lie. Weird. But that's. You know, especially when, when it's got. Progress a, goes, I guess. Look, one of the big features I was missing for 360 was a speech to on feature where I could just say Xbox, turn on. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, I still have to reach for my remote control of some kind. To, Anyway, so I'm lazy. But the point is, I want to be able to say Xbox turn on. Well, now it's got a listener. If something's got a listener, even when it's off, that means it could always be watching you. It could always be watching whatever you're doing. Good thing I never do anything bad. In your living room. Ever. 
So, um, Austin, or say L- anything. <laughs> Austin LF brings up an interesting Ever. point about how this was a reveal. This wasn't really a, this wasn't a launch. Yeah. This wasn't a, no. No. there wasn't a lot. It, it was a lot of really general stuff. They barely showed, actually, I don't think they showed any gameplay. I think they, sh- they sh- uh, like actual gameplay. I don't think was shown. They what, shown Madden. They showed Madden gameplay, which was which also drew the ire of now, many games. Was it gameplay or was it pre-rendered graphics? Pretty sure it's gameplay from Madden. I don't know. I, you know, it's Can been it's it? been literally it's been literally two weeks since I watched the press conference, so don't hold me to that. <laughs> okay, okay. But um, I know I they did. I believe they showed Madden gameplay. I'll be impressed. Okay, uh, sorry to completely go on a tangent, but uh. Why not? I, I, we, this is what we do. I will be impressed if the Kinect can sense Cooper's real cat face. If, I think it could. I, I think, think it, could. I want to see. I want to see a game that lets the Kinect read and and sense that there are pets in the room, and it does yeah. something with that information, like it zaps them with cool. a laser it, or something. It could, it could do that. It probably could do that. But I'll tell you this too. I I would like the. I I, I think I would like some affirmation and corroboration of the fact. From a from a neutral source, big words. That Cooper indeed does have a real cat face. Well, I think you are the authority on that. So I really am. I I I only strongly dislike all of feline <laughs> existence. And, and In that, any case, yes. And yes, Ace. The topic is still the X bone, but uh, <laughs> yes, the topic is still the X bone for the moment. But I have a funny feeling we're moving on. Yes, soon. yes. So I'll, I'll um, just end up by saying E three is right around the corner, kids. Let's let's wait and see what else there is, and then we can all you know proclaim the, the death of Microsoft and, and such for everything, right? Yes. So I want to see what's coming exactly. out for the EU. I want to see what's coming out for PS4, and I want to see what's coming out <clears throat> for Xbox <clears throat> 720. And you know, the, then I'll make my can, comparison. You can call it the Xbone or the Xbox. And you want to know why? Because mm-hmm. I myself am not am not a fanboy i'm yep. not trying you're, to pick my horse in this race i don't really boy. know you're i'm not a fanboy boy. yes you are. i don't know why you're telling the people you're that. a total commodore fanboy that's not i am a commodore fanboy yes yeah I, I win the money the 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 commodore 1028 Aww. is phenomenal and will rule all anyway the point is i'm not a fanboy i want to see what happens at e3 i think it's gonna be very exciting e3 it's gonna be very good e3 this year folks this is going to be one worth waiting for, and I'm glad we don't have to do the reveal BS in the meantime. It should take a lot of the fanfare and the BS out of it, and we'll get some really good stuff yes. from the show. I, now, what, uh, what let, me, let me just say about? this. Let me just say this. Yeah, because yeah. I like it. Because I, I know thing. I know people. Because I like it. I know people. I like it a lot. And little birdies have told me that Nintendo's got some interesting things in the works, and that's all I'm going to say. Whoa! Really? I think got some interesting things in the works. I think the death of the Wii U is greatly exaggerated. As I, I think I proclaimed this three weeks ago, right here. You and Warren Spector both say the exact same thing. Yes. The, do not underestimate Nintendo. Nope. In the conversation. Yes. Wait, uh, wait till this Christmas season, and and we'll we'll see who's laughing. I'm, I'm still underestimating Nintendo, but I'll tell you this: I I'm I still really do want to see what they have to do at, e, at say at E3, and you know we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Anyway, folks, uh, probably too early to render judgment in any regard. Yes, yes uh, it really for, is. for any of these systems, and I think it's important to keep that in mind. We don't even know how much this stuff costs. No, we don't. Yeah. Any of it, by the way. I mean, I don't Xbox Live. What what the heck's that going <clears> to? <throat> I mean, who knows? Anyway, the point is. <laughs> Was there anything else we want to talk about the news and notes section just before we move? On? Oh, I know what we wanted to talk about. Oh, we could about. really quick touch on the, uh, a harken back to our last topic. Which was? Uh, the Star Trek Megacast. 
It was the Star Trek megacast. And what happened the day after the Star Trek megacast? The Star Trek movie came out. So have you seen the Star Trek movie? I have seen the Star Trek movie, darn it. Uh, I have seen it as well. What were your thoughts? I enjoyed it. Darn it. I, uh, I ding dang diddly darn. Pardon my French. Uh, but no, you, I, you, to you totally just rang the Commodore bell without me saying Commodore. <laughs> and, and already I can see that there's a, there's a split in the, in the chat right now about the yes. Star Trek, about uh, Star Trek into darkness. You know, I, but, and we saw it on two different, in two different ways. I saw it on a normal screen. You saw it in the IMAX 3d, 3d IMAX baby. And, and only way to go. And you tell me what you told me about that. I think it is the first movie I've ever seen either in 3D or in 3D IMAX that was worth every single penny <laughs> of the ticket cost. Star Trek in IMAX 3D was phenomenal. Now, you didn't see Avengers in 3D IMAX. I did. I would, I would recommend that as well. Okay, but, fair you enough. Know, regardless, uh, um, they're, they're both heavy action movies that actually did it well. But um, no, I liked it better than the last Star Trek. And I did Me like too. the last Star Trek. Yeah, me too. I loved it. But this, was great. this felt a little bit, this is going to sound funny, it felt a little bit less ridiculous. And yes, there were tons and tons of homages slash rip-offs from previous Star Treks. And normally it's I appreciate It's not a rip-off. They're retelling the story. Exactly. exactly. Well, I will say, well, dang it, I don't want to, I don't want to give anything away. Okay, all right, all right, all right. I don't want to give anything I, up, which makes it really hard. I said there really weren't hard. any spoilers about Game of Thrones, damn it. I didn't say anything about Star Trek. I know, but that this is actually out in the theaters and people might still want to watch it. Anyway, right. but th there was one moment. There was one moment where Spock screamed something, and I knew it was coming, and I was like, uh, yeah, that, okay, that was one step too far. But other than that, I thought yeah. it was okay. And yeah, there are yeah. plot holes, yes, but you know what? It, yes. It's okay. You can look past it. It was still, I saw it was very entertaining and enjoyable, and there are Klingons, which is great. Klingons? Yes. I'll just start with that. Um, and All right. It's Here, fine. Here's my, here's my, here's my 30 second review you ready <laughs> this is not gene roddenberry star trek no this is not high art but this is really really fun and it's actually really cool i i really do like the, the movie i think it does a very good job of attracting people that have never watched a single star trek movie or episode in their entire life but also Which serving to a certain extent the people that have watched star trek their whole lives okay. it's an impossible task i think they did it well you should see it if you haven't seen it already <laughs> boom Goes the dynamite. All yeah. right, so it is. It is twenty past the hour. And you're what? watching perspectives. My, yeah, and you're watching perspectives. I'm your host, Lionel. Lionel what's his last name? Lionel Osborne. We're dating ourselves. We are dating ourselves. No, I'm not dating myself at all. Are you dating yourself? I might be. Um, anyway, the point is, we are going to move on now to the topic du jour, which I know is what all of you have been waiting for. It's not the Q&A today. Today is going to be a very special, in case you missed the beginning of the show and you're just jumping in right now, just tuning in, as it were. Tuning in we're to gonna, Tokyo. Our, we're going to take something that uh, I feel very strongly about, uh, which is that, that Rue should totally spend time watching Game of Thrones. And Rue is going to take something that he feels very strongly about, the fact that I should sit down and watch Doctor Who, neither of which have happened to this point. And we're going we're gonna to argue to each other as to why they should do that. Um, here's what we're going to do. We're going to kick the show off, the, 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 this little portion of the show, with opening statements. <laughs> For the defense and the prosecution. Open, well, I'm not going to say, yeah, I'm not going to say necessarily who is the defense here. I'm just going to say opening statements for Doctor Who. You have two minutes. 
Go. All right. First off, should I, I take notes? Go. Yes. Go yes, you should. Yeah. Dang it. All right. Good. Yep. First okay, off, ten here. Forget the classic Doctor Who. Don't even try. As, hey, don't at, even try. At, no, seriously. As an American uh, of modern sensibilities, don't even bother. It it moves very slow. It's hokey okay. as all crap. Okay. People love it. I've tried. I can't. I can't do it. Sorry. Can't. Do it. Okay. Yeah, so. Next, <laughs> Vulcan Assassin. You're supposed to be listening to me. This is for you. Anyway. Yes, and so Vulcan Assassin. <laughs> it's very important. Same to you. So, okay. I started watching with 2005, which is when the new, the, the the revamp launched. Right. Uh, Doctor okay. Who was off the here off the air for 16 years, and it came back in 2005. It was more modern. There were 45 mm -hmm. minute episodes. Sometimes okay. two parters, maybe a third three parter, an odd three parter here or there. Okay. But it, it moves faster. It's uh okay, it's still kinda hokey, but at least there's more production budget. And it's something that uh always goes somewhere new. Okay. It's about a guy a madman with a blue box who goes he can go anywhere in the universe, anytime in the universe. Infinite possibilities of storytelling. You like Star Trek, I hear. I, it, it, I do enjoy it from time to time. Generally, they're kind of confined to space and, and some planets that they go to, of course. But uh, there's the odd time travel story. But what if they could go anytime? Right? Right. Uh, yes. Plus, okay. they all talk you're, you're, in... Yep. Yeah, you get like 30 seconds left. Okay. Plus, they all talk in British accents, which means it's okay. cultured. Which means it's cultured. Don't you it's, like... it's basically Shakespeare don't of you our like... generation. It is. It is. Don't yeah. you like culture? I like culture. There you go. You, you don't want to look like a fool, do you? When, I don't. When you I, go to your highfalutin Manhattan cocktail parties and everyone's talking yes. about Doctor Who, you don't want to be like, uh, golly gee willikers. I At least get once that, every 10 years I, I do that. I don't, yes. get, I don't get Doctor Who in the outhouse. No, so, completely. No, I don't want to look like you'll that. You'll look like a, a, a Cletus there. I, a, or a Cretan, whichever comes first. Exactly. Yes. Or a Cretan, okay. as they might say in the Britain yeah. land. I think you're almost out of time here. <clears throat> yeah, I'm just kind of so one, now. When, when, when do you close me on it? Uh, so main points. <laughs> okay. Why? Why? Here's the here's the, here's the thing you should you you need to go into knowing. Doctor Who is not science fiction. Okay. It's science fantasy. Okay. And that's something that I think coming from your end here, trying trying to convince me to watch a fantasy a fantasy series, you should know. You know, they they don't spend a lot of time with the techno babble here. Yeah. It's more like. Hey, there's a they, they fiat those rules pretty much. It's like, hey, there's this thing, and it takes you places, and then magic MacGuffin, and uh, you know, here's a sonic screwdriver <laughs> that can do whatever I want it to do, and right. boom, you know. But it's more about telling the stories and the interactions. Got it. Okay. And it's, it's I do have follow up questions to that. However, I'm going to reserve that for the time where we actually debate Doctor Who. Okay. Instead, I'm going to begin my two minute. Well, you took closer to five. Uh, uh, <laughs> I was waiting for you to stop me. Opening statements <laughs> for why Game of Thrones is worth your time. Right. Do we have Do we have two to five minutes on the clock? Yes. Hold on. Ready? Go. Okay. Game of Thrones is, in my mind, the first piece of fiction I've ever seen. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Where the books, where it's, it's actually written first as a book, but the books are uniquely bad they're worse than what has to happen this this story is something that needs to be told in the perfect medium of television it's perfectly made for television the books are poorly written they're not 
They have an interesting <laughs> style, an interesting perspective, but they're not even that important. What you need to know, this story was created for TV. Number one, the, the story is tremendous in terms of the backstory and the history. Prepare when you start Game of Thrones to be sucked into a completely different altered, alternate universe in which really there is uh, limitless historical facts to learn. So if you're someone that likes escapism, that really likes to dig into a different uh, way of looking at things or a different universe that you can jump into, Game of Thrones is the place to go. There's 12,500 years of history before the show even starts. That's how incredibly deep it is. So you're saying okay. it's something I'm going to get completely and utterly confused by. You're going to be completely and totally immersed by it, not confused. Okay, that's part. You will be, you will, so here, let me say this. There are a lot of characters. Wait a minute, how are you asking? I, I said we reserve questions for the discussion. Mm -hmm. Anyway, You're the point back. is, there are a lot of characters. That's a good thing, because one of, the, one of the strong suits of Game of Thrones is that it's very realistic in terms of dealing with real human conflict. There's no good guys here. There's no bad guys here. It's not necessarily good and evil, although there are characters that kind of live along those lines. It's, but it's also not that mindless, crappy gray area that most people pass off as being as breaking the good evil dichotomy. Oh, by the way, your two minds are up. Sorry. Yeah, but I have three more because you get you got three more. Uh, so the point is, I'm sorry, but you need to be the one that uh, I'll give you 15 more seconds. Go. Okay, so here's what you need to know about Game of Thrones. Awesome story, tremendous characters, great acting, awesome budget, nothing looks hokey, and everything kind of keeps you going for the next episode. And once a year, <clears throat> it's a good way to do the show. There you go. Okay, good. Well, like you watch an episode a year? No, you, you watch a season a year. It's not like some shows that have like two seasons a year or they cheat here on this end or whatever the case may be. Ten episodes, that's all it is. Ten episodes a season, worth every second. Now is it's it... also not like The Sopranos where like some episodes are 60 minutes long or 65 minutes long. Every episode fits into one hour. So is each season a book? Not yet. So here's the deal. The first two seasons are each a book. Mm -hmm. Again, the books are irrelevant. The books are not what I'm arguing for. Here. Well, it's, I, I assume I, I, assume, but, I, I heard that they kind of diverge. It's kind of like Walking Dead. It's the same um, type of story, but it's like an alternate universe version of it. True. So the first two seasons are books. The third season is the first half of the third book, which happens to be coincidentally exactly where I am in reading the books. All right. Well, I've done both, but you don't have to do both, and you certainly don't have to enjoy it. To, uh, you don't have to enjoy the show by reading the books. You don't have to read the books at all, and you can really enjoy the show. I think most people that enjoy the show probably haven't even seen the books. All right. Enjoy. Well, I'm going to uh, enlist the help of uh, some people in the chat here. Omega right. RM has a good question. What about yep. the action scenes? You said it's not hokey. Are the action scenes like good? Are they solid? Are they shaky? Or what? The action scenes are awesome. So are they shaky is... cam? No. When this, okay. uh, so there are some shaky cam moments in it. Uh, in fact, this season has employed some shaky cam moments. I'm thinking particularly of a scene with a bear. If any of you out there watch the show, um, you'll know what I mean. In any case, the the point is there are – this is when it came out, when it debuted. So before it even had a huge audience, this was the most expensive TV series in history on a per-episode basis. Now, it's since been supplanted. Not the point. The point is, folks, <laughs> Wait, they did not cut Now, now I need to know. These are simply movies that fit into one-hour slots. 
with tremendous actors, that's why you need to watch Game of Thrones. Can, can I give you guys... Okay, can, can, can we give them an example of shaky cam? Yes, Star Trek. The Star Trek. Star Trek, yes. Yeah. Watch any Star Trek... Watch any of the new Star Trek movies, you will see shaky cam. There you go. And it kind of makes me sick. That's one thing I didn't like about the movie, and, and the lens flares were so bad. I'm getting back into that. But anyway, all right. So here's my question about Doctor Who. Does every... Oh, we're jumping back to Doctor Who now. Okay. Well, I mean, it's it's question and answer, right? Oh, yeah, I answered right. your question. Oh, all right. So my question following up from your examination is this. Okay. Is it like Star Trek in that all of the alien beings in wherever the entire universe resides, whatever the hell that means in this so-called show, um, are they? do they in fact speak the king's English? Uh, generally, yes. And the reason for that... And, and I say the king's English and that they speak British, British English. English. Okay, yes. good. Yes. Okay, good. The reason for that being is that the... TARDIS. Hold on, perfect. I'm ready to go watch it right now. Well, hold on. Well, yeah. <laughs> the, the the TARDIS, the blue box that travels through time and space, has this telepathy circuit. See again, it's it's just this thing that kind of you, they explain it away, and you're like you don't have to think about it anymore. It has like this telepathic circuit that allows any of the people that travel in it to understand any uh, form of language that exists. Yes. So yes. So everyone talks in in English essentially. Okay. More or yep. less. Okay. Uh, but so at least they explain that away. Of course, of course, yes, uh, okay, you know, uh, but it's not a technical explanation. It's like, oh, telepathy. It's like, okay, well, whatever. But yeah. um, it's the universal translator. Anyway, so, go ahead. Exactly. Like in Star Trek. But so here's the thing uh, that I'll say is not what you asked, but something that is different from Star Trek. You're a fan of Next Generation. I do like Next Generation. I'm a fan of Next Generation and Deep Space Nine and pretty much all the Star Treks. It got to pretty the point much. that they even tried to explain it away in an episode of Next Generation. But pretty much all the aliens look the same. They have like a little nose ridge or an ear point, right. and that's about right. it. Right. The they're, they're humanoid yes. in nature. Yes. Now, the aliens in Doctor Who, and even in the classic series where they looked like poop, but at least they tried, the aliens right. in Doctor Who are not all, they're not all just people with little nose ridges. They well, actually if the tried freaking to thing, put some things you in. know, has been on for 50 years, I damn well hope they don't all look like freaking humanoids. I mean, what do you want? Well, Star Trek's been around since the uh, almost, almost 50 years Star as well. Trek didn't take a 16-year hiatus. Star Trek took a really freaking long hiatus. Almost 16 years. Or more, a little bit more, more than 16 years. Just more barely. than 16 years. That's my point. That's yeah. the whole point. But the point movies. is, they had, they had... Doctor Who has had more time in the year. True or false? Doctor Who has had more time in the year than, than Star Trek. Oh, that's a good question. I think Doctor Who has had more time. I think so, too. Yes. My point is, if they didn't find a way to bring in non-humanoid aliens, then I would, I would think them suspect. Well, what about Star Trek? Well, Star Trek had... Uh, what was the blob that ate Tashi R? <laughs> um, okay, the, the uh, oil slick? Yeah, what was Ar his name? Ar Armus Skin of Evil. Armus Skin of Evil, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Star Trek CCG. Okay. Um, yeah, Armus Skin of Evil. No, but I, you know, so, uh, point taken. All right, so, 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 Doctor Who is not a science fiction show. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just trying to repeat here, trying to get this straight. Science, Doctor Who is not mark. a science fiction show. It's a science fantasy show. So it's I not trying argue. to teach us about life. It's not trying to give us an example of how we should live. Oh, no, it's it is. Pure... Well, then I would call that science fiction. No. You wouldn't call that science fiction? No, 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 no. Science fiction <clears throat> is more of a, in my mind, more of a technical, you know, kind of uh, framework for telling yes. a story. 
you know, or, or telling, telling a story, but, or whatever. but telling a story classically with some kind of moral or meaning. Yes. And, and but, but, but the point, about ourselves, my, my point telling is a story about something very different. My point is about the framework. Okay. Uh, and yes, T, the TNG did have the Sheliac. So yes, the Sheliac corporate. Anyway, <laughs> that's really what they were. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But, uh, it, but and so my point is that science fiction is more like technological and such, and there is some of that in Doctor Who. It's much, it's more grounded in fantasy. You know, right. you so have it's, it's not mired in the details of science. They're not trying to sit there and explain to you how you know the engines are down, therefore they have to shift power to the warp nacelles. Exactly. It's, I mean, it does happen sometimes, but it's a lot less. There's a lot. People don't really talk about techno babble in Doctor Who okay. nearly as much as they do in Star Trek. Okay. So tell me what the most tell me what the most endearing quality. Hold on. Hold on. I need yeah, to ask ahead. you a question about Game of Thrones now. Hey, go ahead. Go ahead. Is there nudity? I said, is there nudity? There is a lot of nudity in season one, <laughs> and it kind of goes down from there. So it scales back, is what you're saying. But it scales back, but but I understand that, because they were just trying to get an audience in season one. Wow. They're trying to make sure that they get all the people watching, and then they actually get to the story. So, so the, the smut is what you're saying. There are, so I'm not going to lie. Listen, I was put off at first. Anybody, any of you that have watched the classic Game of Thrones weekly ringer that I just looked up that I did, <laughs> what, a year and a half ago, okay? Which is, blows my mind that I did that a year and a half ago. Anyway, I did a weekly ringer about Game of Thrones when I first saw it. And I, and I got to tell you, I was put off by it because of how much nudity in it how much nudity was in it and how uh, difficult it was to kind of follow right off the bat without at least a little bit of an understanding as to where the characters sat, right? Okay, okay. Who they were. But since then, I realized that the nudity and the the sex, the violence, is kind of a way for them to kind of rope people in. And then when you get to season <clears throat> two and season three, it's not nearly as bad. They are really trying to tell these stories. And you get the feeling that these guys really love the story. They really love the books. And they're trying to tell the story through the show, which is a much better show than it is a series of books. Oh, uh, we're not spoiling series here, Mr. Indie Game Searchlight. Not at all. Not, not at all. all. Uh, okay, so so would you say that the 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 smuttiness adds or detracts or is neutral to to the uh, storytelling abilities here? Um, in in total, mm -hmm. it does not it it doesn't detract at all. In the first season, it detracts. Okay, so net, okay fair net enough. It out, net it out. It, it's totally good. Mm. But in the first season, they they're trying to shock you. They overwhelm you with stuff, but. It's stuff that does happen in the books. And George R. R. Martin has, you know, so, so just to give you an idea, his philosophy when starting to write Game of Thrones, because he was a screenwriter for a very long time. He worked in Hollywood for a long time. The problem he had was that when he went to go write stuff, it would always be kind of edited. It would always kind of be shot down. They told him he couldn't do this. They couldn't, told him he couldn't do that. He went back and he wrote a book. He started to write a novel where he basically said, screw you guys. I'm going to write whatever the heck I want to because it works and they finally made that into a show because to be honest they couldn't have made it back then they make it now true and it makes sense so okay now ask the question that you were going to ask ask me so i need you to tell me 
what the 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 singular best endearing quality of <clears throat> of Doctor Who really is and why. Okay. The I have to say it's the Doctor himself, and this is the, you you might have picked this up over uh, the course of fifty years. The show has changed main characters. The Doctor regenerates whenever a new actor wants to come up. Here's a cat. Yep. This, Here's a cat. It's, Good. It's, yep. It's, it's not a real cat face, unfortunately. Unfortunately, this is, this but we, we make do with what we have. Yes, but you know yes. that's that's how it is. Anyway, uh, the Doctor, and this is this is one of those things. It's like the first question any any fan of Doctor Who or Whovian, if you will, will ask the other is, "Who's your Doctor? What's your favorite Doctor?" And it's something people bond over because it, it's it is essentially the same person who is like they're very intelligent. They. Uh, the doctor is very intelligent. He kind of solves through riddles. He uses his brain to get through, uh, you know, tricky situations and things like that. But each one has a different personality. You know, for example, the current doctor, uh, Matt Smith, he's the 11th, is very, he's kind of like the, the bumbling professor, or at least... Current, he, but not long for this world, but yes. Unfortunately, that seems to be the case, but yes. yes. But he, he's kind of like the bumbling professor. He's like, he's like an old man bumbling professor in a young man's body. And, okay. and and he kind of like throws you off with that, but he also is definitely the smartest person in the room, and maybe some of it's for show, and he's actually a little bit conniving, and you don't really know that. Then then the previous doctor, uh, uh, David Tennant, who is also brilliant, uh, you know, was a lot more kind of manic and like, okay, here's here's the thing, and I'm going to be doing this, and I'm going to be talking fast, and I'm gonna blah blah blah, you know, stuff like that. And then the doctor before that was a lot more brooding. He had just come from a uh, a very uh, I'm not again, not no spoilers, but uh, a very destructive war, you know, and things like that. So he was very a lot of inner demons. He had to kind of angst, and yeah, difficulty yeah. and hardship. Yeah, okay. played really right. well by Christopher Eccleston. And you go back if you want to go back through all the classic series. If if you know, feel free. And there's, there's well, you've already told me there's no reason to do that. Yeah, I, I don't think you would like them, but maybe people in the chat would like to. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but. Um, you know, it, it's it's definitely it grabs you in, and you you make this connection. At some point, you're gonna if you keep watching, you're gonna see different doctors, and you're gonna really connect with at least one of them. And that's the nice thing is with a show like Star Trek. Yeah, I, it, the main character is Picard. If you think Picard's an ass, he's still gonna be Picard. He's still gonna be there the whole show. You yeah. know, you can't really yeah. switch that. Here, uh, you you, should, you totally should have used Janeway. There, it would have been a lot more compelling. Exactly, wouldn't it have been nice yeah. if Janeway regenerated into uh, like Captain Cisco after two seasons or something like yes. that? Yes, yes, <laughs> I actually would have watched Voyager instead of hating every single bit of it. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I say. I think that the the and it's a brilliant looking back. It's brilliant to have a main character that can switch like that and keep the show going, and you know you can you can relate and find who you like, and and make that connection. I, I think that's a good point. I, so, uh, you know, um, I am. I think that the capability to kind of. So Star Trek series have always been a little bit difficult, you know, kind of series to series because they always have to do exactly the opposite of that. They got to pick the guy. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. They pick the, the person captains, that makes basically uh, totally right. And, and the show kind of lives and dies on their capabilities <laughs> or lack thereof. Right. Mm hmm. So the ability to kind of move and adapt is a really, really good thing. You know, that's that's certainly something I think makes sense. Okay, cool. I, 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 
I, I like that idea. It adapts through time. It makes sense. Good. All right. So so in in, in wrapping up, I suppose, uh, the, so we can move on to everyone's favorite segment. Mm -hmm. What do you what do you think? What do you think about uh, Doctor Who? Uh, what 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 reservations might you still have? So I don't. I'm not generally a fan of campy humor. Okay. okay. Well, okay. So I don't like camp, and camp for me is so there's 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 a there's a lot of different ways to define campy humor, mm -hmm. right? Um. Yeah, no, no need to even dive into that. There's a lot of different ways to define that. However, there's a lot of British comedy that is kind of pure camp, right? Oh, 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 yes. Pure camp, right? Like just and men dressing as women, and that's the, the joke for like... It's like, shows. oh, that's funny. Isn't this funny? Like Benny Hill. Benny Hill is totally pure yes. camp, right? And Benny Hill is funny for me as an American for the first two minutes, and then it's not funny anymore. It's just not funny. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying Benny Hill isn't funny. I just don't like the show. It's not funny for me. Right. But the, you know, Doctor Who, the only reservation I think I have in this show, besides the fact that there is just so much of it, you mentioned the, the reboot happening in 2005. Is this the first time they've changed uh, protagonists since 2005? Uh, no, they've had three Doctors since 2005. Okay. So three Doctors since 2005, to me, is a compelling argument to watch the show. Yes, right? because it's not just the same stuff. Oh yeah, and, and the the uh, companions also change quite a bit as well. Um, so, so there you go. So, so the supporting yeah. cast, there's there's something to it. It's not just kind of a a, a, a an endless, mindless thing. <laughs> In that regard, you know, I, I I I don't think there's any reason not to watch it. Besides <laughs> the fact that I'm not really a fan of campy stuff. Which is one of the reasons I hated Firefly, because it was pretty campy. Uh, you're wrong, but that's beside the point. Um, no. I will say that compared to Star Trek, Doctor Who is more campy. Yes. But Big surprise. Big it shock. Is, it, is not, it is not as bad as it was in the classic series, and that's part of why I can't get into the classic series. Because you know me, I'm, I'm also not normally for that either. But yep. I think it's just compelling. It's compelling through other ways to really bring me back doctor who is yeah because okay. there, there can be some really kind of craptacular stories uh and, and actually it's it's during that david Tennant era the 10th doctor it's like there were some really high highs and really low yes. lows yes uh you know but there's yeah. some of the best shows uh yep. you know really suck you in and uh i guess i mean if, if you wanted to start like if you wanted a little taste test to see like what some really good shows to start with or particular episodes to kind of start with and see, I could recommend some because the nice thing about Doctor Who, I would guess versus Game of Thrones is that yes, there are kind of overarching storylines to seasons. It's but, episodic, but it's generally kind of episodic. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, you know, there's a few, I mean, people would say things like, like blink or the, 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 uh, silence in the library or things like that. There are certain episodes that everyone would really love. So, Look, you know, the Game of Thrones is nothing if not serial. So you must, you have must not watch season three before you watch season one. It's just not a thing to do. So it's the complete antithesis in terms of, of uh, the episodic nature of the show. So, you know, I, I have sympathy for that. I, I actually kind of miss that, right? Because there's so many serial shows now. <laughs> 
that it, it's it's like when when I when I want to go watch like I'll, I'll just go and, and randomly find like Full House. It's all of a sudden it's like man this that is cool random. you know like yeah it's it's totally freaking random it's like whatever writer decided to pony up this week and do what they want to do and that's kind of what you see. Game of Thrones is not like that. So if you're trying to get into it, there's no suggestion as to episodes. You have to go through the beginning. I agree with Andy when he says Full House. Really? Really? Yeah, Full House. Yes. That did not age well. I'm sorry. I totally, totally agree with that. However, however, Full House is still a great nostalgia trip, which is the reason that I watched it. That's right. All right. Now tell me what you think about Game of Thrones. I'm interested. I, I like fantasy. I'm not as much into it as science fiction, obviously. But <sighs> what I'm worried about is the giant time sink. And if it's not going to grab me quickly, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of worried about that. Like, I remember when you got me into Lost. Uh, yeah. and, and Lost was amazing at really grabbing your attention. In those fir- <sighs> By the third episode, I was completely sold. And I stayed with, oh. I stayed with the, complete, the whole series. Totally. So, is Game of Thrones slow is is it dense and to the point where it's like okay waiting for something to happen waiting for something to happen or or how's that game work? of game of thrones is um game of thrones is never slow what game of thrones is is more of kind of Waiting for so so wait so Game of Thrones is not slow. It's more of uh, along the lines of the pieces kind of coming together. So every beginning episode of the season is kind of a a, a, a getting to know you again kind of episode, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when you finish the end of the the last season, everything is moving fast. Everything's crazy. Everything's nuts. And then all of a sudden, you watch the first episode of the new season, and you're kind of like, well, what the hell, man? I've been waiting for a year for this. But then what you realize is that they're just sowing the seeds of everything that's going to happen for the next nine episodes, right? Okay. Okay. So as long as I can get through that one episode, basically. That first, okay. it is. That first episode is tough, but after that, it is just constant, man. <laughs> and everything that's going on is engaging. It is so. Here's the other thing about Game of Thrones you need to know. Game of Thrones is not a high fantasy show. It's not a show about swords and sorcery. Really? It's not a yeah, not at all. Okay. It's not a show about magic. It's not a show about you know um, anything besides characters, situations, and how we as human the, the toil of humanity mm. that's what game of thrones is about and it does it in a in a fantasy kind of in fantasy trappings okay so that's it's it's, it's, it's almost like a barely fantasy kind of thing it is so so you know i'm not going to lie right i mean there's totally i'm surprised you know i mean there's totally you know it's there's, more like intrigue in politics yes it's uh... much more political and yeah, it was a political, political, you know, my, 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 my litmus test there is, is, is house of cards and house of cards is political, right? Oh yeah. You've been also not been trying political, to get me to watch that too. Yeah. Yeah. This is not political as house of cards, but it is, it's, it's more human political. Like, like what kind of things make us tick? What kind of things make us go? 
you're going to find there are so many houses and 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 his, so much history with Game of Thrones. You're going to find a house that you identify with. That house has history. It has it has words. It has um, people that you identify with, and therefore that informs your opinion of what you think of of Game of Thrones. Okay. It's not just kind of you're just a casual observer, and whatever happens happens. You get really ingrained in, well, man, I really love what's happening with the Greyjoys right now. Or, oh, I really love what's happening with the Starks at the moment. And you kind of go, it's like a, it's, it's almost like watching a good D&D game where you can find yourself within it, right? Where you go, oh, man, I could totally see myself as the kind of neutral wizard right now, just kind of, you know... Not really caring what's going on in the geopolitical scene, but just wanting to see what happens and seeing shit just destroy itself. I, I really like the quotes that are being bandied about right now based off of what you're saying. Things like, it has words, the Commodore. It's a TV show on TV. It's a show about nothing. It's it's the Seinfeld of fantasy. I've never said that. I've never <laughs> said any of those things. Those, those are not... You guys are putting those in quotes, and that is not at all what I've never said it's, any of those phrases. It's the Final Don't Fantasy. It's the Final Fantasy Tactics of HBO. Yeah, so you know, that's a little bit better. Um, <laughs> even 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 the Onion Knight, who has a name based on a Game of Thrones character, is misquoting me. Yeah, it's Lynn Sanity out there. I'll tell you. Uh, so I okay. think. I well, think, yeah. So let's let's say this. How about this? Because, oh, darn it, it already scrolled by. I can't remember who had this awesome idea of what they said. Each of us should watch an episode of the show, of the other person's show. Yes. <laughs> and and report back before the next uh, Echo Screen Live. And we can okay. maybe, maybe we'll do that I'm, in little tits and bits. I'm willing to do that. And and my suggestion right. is, is as, as is obvious, the first episode of the first season of Game of Thrones. Okay. You need to suggest a Doctor Who episode to me, and I will go watch it. And we will get back to people on the second, ep on the uh, the next episode of the X Screen Live. Okay, uh, everyone in the chat, what episode of Doctor Who should I make Commodore watch? I, I just love the, the horrible misquoting that's going on about me right now. It's just <laughs> I've you, never said anything. Well, you just said those. I didn't say that. I never said that. I've never said anything. I never said that. I wouldn't say Blink because it's actually the Doctor's not really in that one, although that's an amazing episode. Uh, da, 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 la, 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 Commodore, chat. See? I didn't say that either. <laughs> no, the chat said that. Oh, the chat said that. Got it. Chat. Yes, 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 yes. The yes. Doctor's Wife. The Doctor's Wife is an amazing episode, and it's written by Neil Gaiman. Oh, well, that makes me want to watch it because I just love Neil Gaiman. Have you, not, have you read anything by Neil Gaiman? Yes, I have. And? I think Neil Gaiman is lacking sorely. Wow. You. You. I don't know where I was going with that. I'm not I'm not a huge Neil Gaiman fan. Really, I'm not. I'm a more I'm more of an see, there you go. Andy 1404 AR Lol. Alf. Alf is, is like the, the best show ever. You know, Alf is a great show. <laughs> you like, did I say love, you, I love you, Alf. You did also say that I look great in tight white t shirts. When I'm stretching back even, like this, I've yeah. never, I've never, I don't think oh, I've ever in my shit. life said any said those words, yeah. <laughs> you sure. know, about tight white t-shirts. I don't think I've ever said mm. that sequence of words ever in my entire life. Showing off these sexy arms, yeah, you like that, don't you? 
anyway. I, we're anyway, getting we're yes. getting a little off topic here. A little bit. I'll come a little <laughs> off topic. I, I'll tell you this. <laughs> I'll come up with an episode and I'll let you know, and then you'll I'm watch good with it. That. Okay. I don't really have a problem with Doctor Who. I I feel Doctor Who being from 2005. Like I'm just you know just kind of like good. catching up with things like Arrested Development. Um, you know, I still haven't seen a Walking Dead episode. There are ah. things that I am that are kind of in my way before I would get to a Doctor Who. <laughs> Doctor Who has never been something that I totally out and out said like Firefly. I don't want to see this, right? Okay, I, I, I'm completely avoiding it. Um, so I, you know, I, I would certainly wouldn't mind watching an episode and seeing what I think. All right. I don't mind that. I'll, I'll get you one, and we'll, we'll see what happens. Sweet. And you need to get HBO yes. first. And then get HBO Go because it comes with your HBO, HBO subscription. And then you can watch. By the way, did I mention that Game of Thrones is the most pirated show in the history of television? No. I didn't do it. It is. It's also exceedingly popular. So if you take the exceedingly popular side of things and you add it into the most pirated show of all time, you got a mad ass audience out there, folks. Just saying. Mad ass? It's awesome. Mad ass. All right. Like mad at the ass, like sigh in Gundam style. <laughs> anyway, with all um, that said, yeah, with all that said, I think we finished the topic. Of the <laughs> it is the topic of the Whoa. day. I like this. This is good. We should totally come back to this with with some other topics. Um, <laughs> well, wait, I can't believe we... I can't believe that you actually said that you're completely avoiding Game of Thrones. It's quoted right there in the, t- in the chat. I don't know. Yeah, with, with the ellipses. Yeah. I, love, I love the ellipses. I'm completely avoiding da, da, da. <laughs> Game of Thrones. All right, all right. I love it. <laughs> this is a great. We got to keep that one going. See, now anyway. there you go. See, the beer ninja actually quoted me. I did say mad ass. I said that. I said mad ass as a, that is a total, <laughs> that is a complete quote <laughs> by the Commodore. Mad ass. I said that. Um. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Mr. Andy Creighton, <laughs> first quote ever. I'm calling the FBI on you right now. I can't I believe you. I would totally you. say that I love tight white T-shirts in order to not say <laughs> what Mr. Andy Creighton has quoted me as saying right now. Thank you, Mr. Andy Creighton. <laughs> that is just the worst. That's the. Not only have you implicated me in terms of shows, you implicated me in terms of legal culpability, which the the you know the MPAA could come after me for. So I'm not even worried about that. So, so you know what I think it's time for. Truth <laughs> is important for the Commodore. Well, you just said this it. Terrible. This is just terrible. You just said it. Um, yes, it is time for the third part of the show, which people tell me is their favorite. The soup of the day. The question and answer. Everyone's just going to misquote me for the rest of the show. No one's going to ask any questions. Everyone's just going to misquote me for the rest of the show. This is great. Everyone ask your questions about all the crazy things Commodore said. Where can yeah, they next, ask you? Next next Weekly Ringer is going to be, how badly can you misquote the Commodore? That will be, that will be the, the absolute best Weekly Ringer ever. In fact, I think I just got the idea for the 100th episode for all of you that are wondering. In any case, because these are, these are really entertaining. Thank you all. Um, we're going to get to the, to the question and answer portion of the program. How do you ask a question? Several of you have already asked. Several. Many. Let's just face it. Many of you have asked questions. Millions. Anyway. But if you want to ask us a question about the topic du jour, if you want to ask us a question about what we talked about in the tids and bits, which was mostly Xbox One, to be honest. If you want to ask, uh, if you want to ask us a question about anything in the world I have to do is click on my username, which you'll find 
right there, Commodore 128 up in the upper right-hand corner. Click PM and send it to me. We will answer those questions with whatever, uh, I, I guess, Crazy urgency answers. I define as being a good question. <laughs> Number one, are you ready to rock? I have a question. Why do you like to wear women's clothing? That I don't. Well, you and said did it. I say that? You did I say said that. It. You did. I said it. Sorry. I really do like that idea for the for the latest <laughs> weekly winger. Anyway, for the hundred for the hundredth <laughs> weekly winger, I am taking input. This is probably the greatest idea I've ever had. <laughs> Kaz the gamer guy asks: Given that 2013 is nearing the halfway point, what do you think thus far about video games and and films? Pick one or the other. Released in the past six months. Oh, oh, one or the other released in the yeah. past six months. Yeah. I don't have much to say on the gaming front. I haven't been playing a lot lately. Um, you know what I just picked up? Ghostbusters, the video game for Xbox 360. There you go. Oh, yeah, that's current. <laughs> but, jeez, uh, movies. Yeah, it's not been terrible movies lately you know what i was actually kind of surprised that's not the past six months but last year was actually really good for movies i noticed that during the oscars there were actually a lot of really good movies last year yeah there were there were uh as for the, what's come out this year i mean we, star trek we already talked about i liked it sorry um so so os if you're if you're asking an oscar season that means after like iron man February. three iron yeah. man three uh, is okay apparently. I I don't know. I haven't. I don't think it's the been interns. No, I don't think. No. I, I'm not super impressed either by games or movies in the first six months. I don't think it's terrible, but I don't think it's great either. Yeah. The end. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty much the same boat. I, so Bioshock Infinite is awesome. Um, it was I, it's definitely. Do what? I'm sorry. The past six months have been decent. Yeah, I would say they're decent. I, I I think it's you know, but let's face it, guys. I mean, the movies come out during the summer, and video games come out at the holiday season, right? So it's kind of impossible to judge at the moment. It's just the fact. <laughs> just a fact. Just fact. Of okay. Life. You take the good. On. You take the bad. You take them both, and then you have the facts of life. I don't know. No, Mr. Andy Creighton. Who gave us the greatest Commodore quote of all time that I actually didn't say. What do you think of reproduction carts in the sense of do you think the cost is justified? Um, and by cost, I think you mean like 50 bucks or so a game. Right. Is it justified? Uh, sure, if you want to play the game. I mean, it's, it's what the market will bear, right? Not to sound like yes. a capitalist, but uh, I mean, it's not cheap to actually like go out and there's some pretty good reproductions out there not necessarily reproductions but also homebrew carts of things and they people actually print out manuals and boxes and they actually get the little like for nes games they have the little styrofoam uh bottoms you know that used to be on any in nes boxes and things like that yes 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 you know i think i think it can cost anywhere from 10 to 20 or even more dollars to put all that together not to mention all the programming you might need to do um and so you can sell that for a profit. I mean, not to mention shipping. Yeah, I think it's justified. Um, is it worth it? And that's also that's a that's a personal preference, really. If if you really want to, if you want a physical thing to pop it in, you know, instead of playing on an emulator or whatever. Uh, yeah, I'd say go why for not? It. Yeah, why not? Go for it. Legally, 
are reproduction carts uh are they legal at all that's a completely separate question uh, homebrew oh, yeah the homebrew games obviously are and uh there's actually like i was saying there's, there's a good homebrew community in retro gaming happening right about now someone should really yes. make a gaming review show on reproduct or um homebrew retro gaming the end Summer. inspiration i agree yes. completely sonic rose asks <laughs> A bevy of questions, really. Give them all and a half. No, I'm not going to do that. No. What I'm going to do is pick my favorite one, which is this. Sonic Rose asks question number six on the list. Is it about girth? No. Should uh, I ask one about girth? No, please don't. Uh, it's question six. Favorite dead console? Question mark? Favorite, D- favorite dead console? Yeah. D- does that mean that, that it died on arrival, or does that mean, like, dead as in it's dead now? Like, it's gone. Because, I mean... Super What's Nintendo? better than the Super Nintendo that's gone? Yeah, I know. Come on, Super Nintendo was a was a yeah. was a masterpiece of of consoleness. Let, let, let's let's take that let's take that and say she means we're we're gonna twist her words around. Not that anyone would ever do that in a show like this. Not at all. No but, one twists um, words on the Echo Screen Live. It doesn't happen. <laughs> uh, and and let's say what gaming console that died prematurely is your favorite? <laughs> Virtual. Uh, this is easy. The Dreamcast. I just picked up my Dreamcast, so I showed it off last time, and I haven't played a lot of it. Um, Sega Dreamcast was well before its time. It was a, it was a kind of, it was a few leaps ahead, and and therefore ended up really rubbing people the wrong way for 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 terrible reasons. But it really was the first arcade experience inside the home. And I think it got a bad rap because it actually almost came out too early as a result. Um, but the Dreamcast was a great machine. Windows CE, very easily hackable, which for people like me is great. Yeah. Um, and the homebrew community continued on it until about like two years ago. And considering that, from 1999 to like 2010 is pretty amazing. Um, what a is there anything else that really pops in your mind? CDI? CDI, I would say, but I mean, CDI wasn't a good system. I mean, it was bad. So I, I wouldn't, I, I wish it kind of kept going because there would have been a lot better games for me to play when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, but, but it was a bad system and it, it was poorly conceived. So it, it shouldn't have received any attention. Um, I'll throw in my lot with the obvious answer of the Dreamcast as well. I don't really have much else to add to that. Yeah. The, the DC is just, it's just amazing. Anyway, um, can't wait to bomb some Dodongos. Siegfried. Can't wait to bomb some Dodongos. Siegfried uh, asks, what would sell you on buying one of the new consoles at launch? And I assume that he means not the Wii U, which one of us actually already owns. Yes. What would sell me on it? I know eventually, well, actually, I don't. I assume eventually I will get either a PS4 or an, or an X-Bone just because, just because. Yeah, I don't really think I need both. Uh, they're they're probably gonna have a lot of the same kind of games on them. I agree. What will sell me on it? Eee, if if Xbox can actually find a or Microsoft, I should say, can actually find a way to get games on there that actually utilize Connect in interesting and new ways, that would be huge. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I, I own a current Xbox, and I'm going to say the same thing. The the Connect implementation on the next Xbox, so on the Xbox One, is probably what's going to sell me. 
However, you know, I am really interested in seeing Sony's uh, games first mentality at mm -hmm. E3. Mm -hmm. um, I would really love to see what that is because, I mean, you know, I, long before I, I owned an Xbox and loved my Xbox, I was a total Sony fanboy. So, you know, I, I would love to. I would well, I was at that time. <laughs> um, but I, I would so I would love to own a PlayStation if it's worth my time. Um, so I'd like to see what they're going to do there. I, I, that Definitely. gamer first mentality is is very interesting. One that I think uh, could serve them well or could shoot them in the foot. I don't know. But, I, I um, will say if if one of if either Sony or Microsoft makes the huge mistake of uh, having. Uh, you know, like download only or, or like really restrictive kind of used games, you know, yep. uh, which it's kind of sounds like, but maybe there's a lot of misinformation. Uh, it kind of sounds like they both or might do something like that. Yeah. And the Have other one, if the other one didn't do that and one did, that would definitely go a long way. All that, that would said, sway me heavily, heavily, all, heavily, heavily. All that said, I'm probably not going to buy either one at launch. So. Yeah, I, I certainly won't buy either one at launch. they're probably going to be like, Five or six hundred bucks, and that's a lot. Yeah, I'm not not interested. I can already not see it coming. Austin LF asks, "What are your guys' feelings about the new Vince? I'm just going to pretend that's Vaughn and Owen Wilson movie, The Internship." <laughs> I, it's, it's been flying around in the past day or so. The Onion News Network. I don't know if you've seen this. Like how yes. it, it's like a it's it's slated to be the the hit comedy of 2005, and it kind of does in a lot of ways seem like a really dated kind of by the numbers comedy from like a decade ago almost you know yeah i mean i so i love vince vaughn i really like owen wilson as well i don't think i'm gonna see this movie anytime soon i might catch on like tbs in a couple of years if it's on yeah nothing else is. yeah that's about it's it. like you me and dupree just not i didn't even see not that. all that interested yeah. i mean it's okay it's funny the <laughs> onionite asks uh just how much turkey does Vulcan Assassin put in his turkey sandwich? Well, turkey bacon, apparently. Then there's turkey. Uh, maybe there's turkey mayonnaise, turkey so, hash, turkey loaf, turkey meat. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking not a lot. I'm thinking not a lot of turkey. Maybe turkey bacon, but not not a lot of turkey. Uh, um, what are your thoughts on turkey bacon, though? I'm not a turkey bacon fan. Really? I, I actually, I like pork bacon. Pork bacon's very, in, it's, it's generally very fatty, though. Yeah, which is good. What's no, wrong with that? No, you need crispy bacon. No. Uh, you, you, and it's really hard to get that with most cuts of bacon. It has to be either lean. It's like it's like turkey bacon is already pre-crispy pre, uh, because there's so little fat in it. You know, you, you got to get some nice crispy bacon, or I like to call it merbed bacon. Fat is essential to the survival of our species. I think it is. Uh, there's a reason that bacon tastes so good, and it's one of the reasons why I continue to go back time after time. Eating bacon in moderation is a great thing. Have you been to a Brazilian steakhouse? It can also help your cholesterol. Yes, I have. Phenomenal, by the way. So they like to. Wrap it's still been a fogo de chow here in Boston, and uh, that is uh, first on my list. I just anyway, I just went to Braza today with with uh, some some clients that came in and, and they take you to lunch and it's great and you don't have to pay. My point is... Raza's phenomenal. It yep. is, it is. And they like to wrap things in bacon. They love, they wrap everything in bacon. Chicken and bacon, yeah. they wrap pork and bacon, so whatever. So yep. good. Yep. Uh, the the flame and yawn with bacon. My point being, oh. it, I eat it and I enjoy it. The problem is, is that the bacon is so f f kind of fatty 
and 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 not crispy. It and I understand when you wrap things in bacon, you don't want it too crispy, but no, it takes a it's it's a little disappointing. It's a bit too fatty for me. Yeah, I I don't agree with that. I think I think everything in moderation. I think you just got to eat good bacon. Um, yes, Marky asked, "Hey guys, I need some advice. I'm going to Pax Prime this we, summer. We, Congratulations. We, talked, we talked way much too much about bacon. Anyway, yeah, and will be my first ever gaming convention. I'm also flying halfway across the country from St. Louis. Do you guys have any advice for me on the convention, Ooh. traveling, and what to expect? That's excellent question. Excellent question. <clears throat> I've never been to Pax Prime, and since you're from St. Louis, I will heavily suggest if you enjoy the uh, experience, try Pax East in Boston." Not only because we go there, but also because I, from what I understand, PAX Prime is mighty kind of busting at the seams. Yes. Uh, I mean, the tickets sell out within minutes. Yes. For a reason. Um, and. <sighs> you know, I, I would say, I would say what to expect. Circle right now. So if you have a smartphone, mm -hmm. grab the guidebook. I know where you're circle going. right now the things you cannot miss. And just forego everything you have an hour beforehand and wait online to the things you cannot miss. Mm -hmm. That's my piece of advice. There's a lot of great things to go to. You're not going to be able to hit everything. Then kind of go back through the list and kind of say, if, if I can't get to these things, what other things would I get to? Yeah. And kind of go through it that way. You'll be a lot less disappointed that way. You'll get to the things you love. And then you'll see all the other ancillary things as well. I w and that's something we do. We, we, we've done it pretty much every PAX East we've gone to since it started is we get, we pick out what we want to see and, yep. uh, you know, everything that sounds even remotely interesting, we circle Absolutely. it or, or put in our apps and then we kind of, you know, confer, see, yeah, what do you think of this? Blah, blah, blah. And we might go to something we might split for part of the day and come back, but always have a backup. Well, it, actually, I was going to say always have a backup plan, but there's so much to do at PAX, at least PAX so East. I assume it's the same thing. Much. I mean, it, it, we, we're a big fan of panels. Right? Yes, and it's my favorite part of the show. Really, it is because yeah. there's some great panels yeah. they have. But if you go, yeah. if you try to get to a panel, you, you might have to get there half an hour early or so, or even an hour to get in line. Again, I'm not sure exactly how Pax Prime works, but at least it is Pax East. But if you miss that panel, go to the the what call it the uh, crap the the place where people sell stuff. You know the the uh, floor. Go there and see what's what's going on there. Go play some demos. There was a huge indie indie section at PAX East this year. That was just tons of fun stuff you won't really hear about very often online. Um, yeah. Or just go play uh, something in the uh, tabletop area. You know, go rent it. Go pick up a game for free to and uh, test it out. There's Nothing so in the world games. like going to PAX with a group of friends and and going and testing out some games. You know, you'll you'll never feel as at home as you will at PAX when you sit down with a bunch of fans that love the same kind of things you do. It's just awesome. Yes. Trust me. I Check will say PAX, again, at least from, from my experience, PAX East is one of the most fun times you're going to have. Yeah. It it's, should be. It's just, it's just, it's the best thing there is. Yeah. Yeah. Pace yourself. The Beer Ninja is is asking a lot of questions. One I'm going to have to forego because we don't have time. The other one I'm going to have to I'm going to have to pull up here is what is the likelihood that that Clan of the Gray Wolf mugs and mouse pads will be available to purchase? Mugs I really want to buy some sweet Clan of the Gray Wolf merchandise. That is something we need to talk to our web lackey. Uh, we are we are in about. active conversations with yes Mark Mark to Jim um, who who also he, runs he has Bravo. been trying to launch merchandise for this site since december 
And yes. the only reason it hasn't happened is because we <laughs> have gotten it his way. Yes. So, um, so if you if you haven't if you want to buy merchandise for Clan of the Grey Wolf and you haven't been able to do so, there is only two people to blame, and they are on this podcast. So uh, anyway, I hope to do that very soon because we really do need some merchandise. Not because we need more money, but because I really just would like to see when we go to PAX, I'd like to see people wearing some Clan of the Grey Wolf <laughs> T-shirts. Is that such, is that so wrong? Ooh. It'd be, it'd be an, you know what? Beer Ninja has interesting. He, Beer Ninja, this is somewhat unrelated to what we're talking about right now, but Beer Ninja said he wants to start a collection to send a member of the community to PAX with Clan of the Grey Wolf. I'm almost thinking that might be an interesting prize uh, for for the uh, marathon this year. I think that's a great but, idea. Like, not necessarily come with us, because who the hell wants to come with us? But, like, no, who, who, no one in the universe. Who wouldn't want a, a trip to uh, go to PAX East or something like that? I think that's a great idea. I think we could make that happen. I think we could. We'll have to think about that. I like it. Okay. Congo Bongo asks, wait, wait, wait. do you think... There's a Clan what? of the Grey Wolf Steam Group? The logo is no. a kangaroo? No. No. I didn't know about Congo this. Bongo asks, do you yeah. think the Wii U slash PS4 slash Xbox One, that this will be the last console generation? I've, hearing, I've heard a few people talk about that. It's interesting. It's a cool concept. I don't... I don't think so. I think you're going to see major changes in this generation, but I don't think it's going to be the last one. Yeah, I agree. I don't think there's going to be. I think I think things are going to be. This is a major, major pivot point for consoles in general for gaming systems. I don't think this is the last generation, though. I think things will continue in a certain way moving forward. DTX 180. What game that has gotten poor reviews do you have a soft spot for? Maybe this is a guilty pleasures kind of question. Hmm. <laughs> so I'll go ahead and jump in here. I I really like a lot of the, the games on CDI because they're nostalgic for me, <clears throat> even though they're all not that pretty bad. awful. No, it's not. I mean, that's the thing. It's not that bad. You know, I'll, I'll make this my official answer. Faces of Evil is a is a bad game. Is it that bad? No, it's not. It gets panned almost universally, but I have to tell you, it's it's not that awful and. I actually kind of enjoy my time with it. So, there you go. Man. This is poor reviews. Right. Yeah. Something that's not very well regarded within the community. So, think about that. Is it like famously bad? I I would say famously bad is exactly what we're looking for. Jeez. What are some famously bad games out there? Back to the uh, Future. Uh, Back to the Future on the NES, I actually enjoy. Well, Back to the Future on the NES is, yeah. I mean, okay, it, 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 maybe it didn't get, I'm sure it didn't get great reviews back in the day, but I mean, it's pretty famous as one of the Angry Video Game Nerds early uh, videos. So because of that, a lot of people have this, you know, from very early on, you know, very early on being like 2006, have like these uh, this idea of like, oh man, what a terrible game, what a terrible game. Because right. your video game nerd talked about it, but I enjoyed it as a kid. Yeah, it only has a vague, tenuous connection to the movie. It really does. But it really does. I can still beat the game, like, without even losing a life in like twenty minutes because I played that game so much as a kid. So, yeah, no, I'm I'm with you on that. I'll go with that. Um, all right, cool. I'm good with that. Ding. All right, bearded Drew asks if a starship can travel in all three dimensions. How this is this is this is a, this is an awesome question. <laughs> if, it, 
Do you, you might want to write this down. Okay. It, you know, it's like if a starship leaves the station at two o'clock. No, no. Oh, um, what? Was, yeah. Bearded Drew is doing his math homework. If a starship can travel in all three dimensions, how is the neutral zone charted on star maps? And why can't the Romulans simply travel over, <laughs> under, or around it? This is a good point. But ponder this. Okay. The, the I'm, real, ready, I'm ready for pondering. The real question is why is the neutral zone look like a sphere in Star Trek II Wrath of Khan? That makes no sense. But anyway, if you look at a, if you look at something like Balance of Terror, I'm gonna yeah. get a little geeky on you, so watch out. If you look at something okay. like Balance of Terror, please, please don't get geeky. This is this is the wrong podcast for that. <laughs> which is the first episode of uh, the of any Star Trek to have the Romulans in it. Okay. And they show they show a map, a two dimensional map, and they have yeah. neutral zone, Federation space, Romulan space. Um, and you're like, well, that's weird because space is three dimensions. But consider this: the galactic plane, the Milky Way, is a is is a spiral galaxy and it does have a galactic plane so yes. it is it's not two-dimensional but it does have a thickness so to speak you know it's yes. not it's not a, a globular galaxy so maybe the neutral zone you know is is you know like a little more than two-dimensional and it actually just extends a little bit up and down and you know to go you could go above and blow up and then you're going into like intergalactic space and there's nothing there and like everyone gets space madness and you know murder captain janeway or something space, space madness <laughs> the first thing i thought of when you said space madness was ren and stimpy that's just I, my I way of thinking would, me too actually anyway um i <laughs> i'm gonna say this this is my answer to that question you're thinking way too much <laughs> okay True. um yeah, Omega <laughs> RM. It has a thickness up and down. Yes. Space madness. Omega Ooh. Omega RM asks, um, name one game or series you hope to appear in E3. That I hope appears. Yeah, Super Smash Brothers. I I echo those sentiments. You echo um, that screen. I echo that screen. That whatever be, that means. That should be our our ending quote. This is the Commodore, and, and I echo that screen. That screen? That doesn't even make any friggin' sense. That's okay. Neither does there is no reset button. So. Yep. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but we both kind of simultaneously came up with that, so it, it kind of works. You've got to stick with it. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Smash Brothers is a great one. Let's see a new Castlevania game. Um, what else? My favorite Star Trek movie is First Contact. I can't wait to see. I really, really, really can't wait to see a, a new Madden game. And I, I would doubt they were going to release one of those. But, you know. I, I completely missed a, a, a way in that last question. I missed the opportunity to say the girth of the neutral zone. So I, I'm sorry. That was Lin, <laughs> that was insane of me. That's, that is insane. Um, uh, let's see. How about this? Let's Let's go with. Andy1404AR asks, do you guys have any prediction on how much will PS4 and Xbox One cost? So predictions on cost for PS4 and Xbox One. How much was the Wii U Deluxe Edition when it came out at 350? 350. That sounds about right. I'm guessing between five and $600 for each. Yeah, I think that's a good state bet. I think it, it probably will be 
I mean, they couldn't be much more than that to be ridiculous. Oh, more than six hundred dollars would be insane. They would, that would be insane. I, 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 I would be never know. I would be. I, I would be surprised if it was less than five. I would be very surprised if it was less than five hundred for either. I would be super surprised if it was four hundred or less. And we don't mean a gimped version. We mean like the full console, yeah, the, the right? So like they console. might make a couple different SKUs. Um, the the yeah. full blown console I think will be between five and six hundred dollars. I don't think there's any question about yeah, that. Yeah, and then on that idea, you know, uh, the, there's rumors that the basic Wii U uh skew will be discontinued and that's not surprising to me at all why would anyone buy the basic when you have the deluxe you get so much more for 50 bucks you know yeah if you're hurting that much for money just you shouldn't be buying the wii you should wait until Uh, it's on sale anyway completely agree and and i hope to see a lot of great things from nintendo in the c3 it would make me want to buy it a wii u anyway um cool here we go matches 383 asks mac Windows or Linux for computers, operating system? Uh, Windows. Mac. Apple. Linux kind of hurts my head. Apple, Android, or Windows in phone slash tablets? Android. Android. Yes. All right, good. That's the kind of lightning round kind of question we need. We need more lightning round. Let's try to wrap it up in like, I'm giving you five minutes, Cordero. You got to do it. Okay, all right, all right. I'm moving, I'm moving, I'm moving. Let's go to lightning round. Yeah. Uh, that does that question even make sense? So I'm not going to read it. Good. Do you uh, question from Doom Knight sixty six? Do you think Xbox One, or I'm sorry, because he's being coy. Doom Knight sixty six. Do you think <laughs> X Bone name will stick? Like, will X Bone continue on? I hope so because that's pretty hilarious. How like for for people who don't know, it's like that was the hashtag when it came out. Well, it's like XB One, except it looks like X Bone. So that's what people are calling it. No, I just I hope that stays because that's I, I I am a man of simple pleasures and I think it's very funny. Um, let's see, Eli Feeden, are there games you believe people should play? Yes, that's true. Next question. Um, <laughs> what what what's a game you think people should play? <laughs> yeah, well that that it wasn't what is. Do you think there are? Games I'm asking you that yes. question. Yes. Lightning round, go. Uh, what games? Yes. Um. Pfft. That's like the worst question ever. You know the first thing that popped in my head though. I'm just gonna say it. This is, this is a stream of consciousness. Oh god! Command and Conquer Red Alert. Wow. Go. First game you thought of that pops into your head. That was really random. Really random. Uh, Pong. I think everyone should play at some point in their life Pong on the original machine, just because it's awesome. Just to, to, to say you played that. You should totally play Command and Conquer Red Alert. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. Thomas was um, alone. Sounds like a lame indie game. Anyway, Vulcan Assassin, our good friend. Can you make Rue play Shenmue now that he has busted out his Dreamcast? Yes, I think we could make that happen. Yes. In fact, maybe we should do a Let's Play on that. Uh, I they should do that soon. Yes. Yeah, we'll do that. Hey, I need, um, I, I need some. I need some people throw some suggestions at me for like good Dreamcast only games i should pick up uh, because because i got shenmue and that's probably the number one i wanted to play on that it. is that is the number one but i got dreamcast a, i got a game. dang dreamcast and no I, I was actually at a used game store and they had a stack of dreamcast games which is not too common and i was i was thinking like man i wish i knew which one of these i should really get you know what's a great game for dreamcast but it's not an exclusive is jedi power battles i already got that for ps1 
Oh, but it's so good on Dreamcast. It's so, so good. Power Stone. Love Jedi Power Battles for Dreamcast. Choo Choo Rocket. Ah, Time Splitters. I got that for uh, the GameCube. Yeah, and how about uh, what the Head heck's... Flies Off. Head Flies Off is hilarious. <laughs> Great oh, game. Oh, Skies. Skies of Ar- of not. Is it Skies of Arcadia? This guy's series, yeah. Sky series, I don't remember this. Kind of Sonic Arcade. Adventure, but that also came out for like, that was remade for Xbox 360, wasn't it, or something like that? There's a better way to get that. Anyway, yes, yes. I should okay. just look into it. But anyway, I was looking for people to just throw random stuff at me. Anyway, you go ahead. should totally look into that. Jay Squiggles asks us, Doctor Who is a second-rate show <gasps> until they cast Rue or the Commodore. Okay, I'll, I'll agree with that. 100% agree with you there. Can't, can't disagree. <laughs> One, 1% of that. Um, Jay Squiggles also asks, where may I obtain some mad ass? I think it's a question for you, specifically. What? That's, my, that's a question for me? Yes. Am I the only single guy here? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, you mean besides the side video? Um... I don't know That's what what, what I, I need. I need that. I need them to define mad ass. What are you talking about? Like mad ass. You're the like, one that said it. You need mad to defi- ass. first. You need to define it, and then you need to explain where it comes from. Or well, we, mad where ass you get is, it. is a difficult thing to define. So you could use it as a. I'm, I'm giving simply you 50, as a modifier. I'm giving you 15 you seconds. Like, that is mad ass, right? Which is like a, a definer of something as being incredibly cool, or you could go out and find some mad ass. Which would mean that you are kind of a, a man slut. Time's up. Okay, that's your answer. Yep. And I would just like to wash that mental image out of everyone's mouth by. And Jay Squiggles has commented me since then saying he thought I was a pimp daddy. However, no. he is sadly, sadly mistaken. Well, Pond Life thinks I'd be a great doctor. Oh, well, there you go. I and agree. apparently, you're a great doctor and I'm a, gr- I'm a pimp daddy. Hmm. Um. Let's see. Here we go. Let's go back to another one here. All right. Nerd power tash. I almost said trash. That's way too compelling and easy to say. It is. If you have time to yeah, if you have time Dr. to answer, Rue. what do you think the Sega Spectrum Sorry. will turn out to be? Sega Spectrum. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. I don't either. What so is this? I hope it turns out to be something awesome. I, I hope it is. That'd be neat. <laughs> wow, I'm co- I feel, no, I feel here, completely I'm going to change that question. Track. I'm going to change that question to something I think is fun. Okay, here oh, we go. Oh, boy. Do you think Sega should get back into the hardware game? No. That's ridiculous. Stop. Would you root for them to get back into the hardware game? No. Okay. I'm in the same boat. I would say no in both. <laughs> All right, cool. That was easy. Uh, um, it's vaporware. Okay. okay, good. I'm, yeah, I, feel, Dragon I, I don't feel G so bad. Asked a, special, a question specifically for Rue. Uh-huh. For someone who is who is wanting to start Doctor Who, what is the first for the first time? What is it likely to have? Um, is it likely that having so many different Doctors mm-hmm. protagonists to be a little jarring? Is that a jarring thing for someone that wants to come into the show? Um, <clears throat> most of the Doctors most of the Doctors were there for a while, at least a few seasons. Now the exceptions are there was one that only did a TV movie in 1996. And unfortunately, yeah. he was actually a really good doctor, I thought, except the story wasn't that great. And then Christopher Eccleston, who booted, rebooted the series in 2005, was only there for a year. So that can be a little bit jarring. Other than that, most all the other doctors were there for a good amount of time, at least a few years. So, you know, 
it's always sad to see a doctor that you come to grow or, or get, get to know go away and then there's this right. initial resistance to the new guy yes where it's like you're not the doctor but eventually they they win you over unless apparently right. they're calling baker but that's beside the point okay um guardian legend apparently is telling me that uh, sega spectrum is going to be a new console so i just want to take credit for hitting that one with a nothing but net well, else would it be? in any case um i still don't think they should do it so whatever um all right, i'm giving you two more pick two more really good ones and make them all right good. here's here's a here's a really good one okay so ace asks what is the most anticipated thing game tv show movie blah 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 you want to see this year mm. that's coming out this year mm. good question huh i thought that was a good one game huh is uh south park stick of truth supposed to come out this year i think it is i think it is supposed to come out this year um, i think they kept their 2013 date i could be wrong about that but they were i think they kept the 2013 date i'm oh man uh, there's that and then there's a no you know what i'm gonna go with i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with the 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 point of the, the main topic here i'm gonna say the doctor who 50th anniversary special how many shows get to have a 50th anniversary special? Not a lot. Now, unfortunately, it's probably going to be way too high of a of a uh, anticipation and can't nearly meet that. But, you know, that's how it is. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm... Not a whole lot of shows have a 50th anniversary show. That's... <laughs> that's... Uh... That's a tough one. The Simpsons, one the the Simpsons will in twenty five years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When there's when they're still making episodes that completely and totally rehash everything they've already done a hundred times. Um. Yeah. No. Not a not a good not a good thing. Well, what about you? All right. What about me? Yeah. What's your What's your most anticipated? The new Superman movie looks really intriguing. Um. I'm not a huge Superman fan. I'm not. I didn't. I mean, the, the last movie I actually found pretty entertaining, mostly because of Kevin Spacey. Um, but the new movie looks really cool. Man of Steel. I'll also say, have you heard about the Iron uh, Buddha put brings up Agents of Shield, this new TV show on ABC? No. No. That, look into that. That looks interesting. That's probably mm. my most anticipated new show coming out this year. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. All right, Joss Whedon's behind this. it, so it's good. Yeah, that's cool. Joss Whedon's got another movie coming out. Uh, oh, uh, Much Ado About Nothing? Much Ado About Nothing, which I think could be interesting. That could be. I, I like the first one a lot, so. Yeah, well, I mean, I love Kenneth Branagh. I mean, anything Kenneth Branagh did is just. Oh, yeah. Emma Thompson? Yeah. Even Thor was a good movie. Um, yeah. Not a great movie, but it was a good movie. Yeah. Siegfried asked a second question tonight. Do you guys do a booth at PAX East or just go as fans? Pretty much just go as fans. We pretty much just go as fans. Yeah. So, we, you know, we've we don't have we've a booth, gone with different mm-hmm. affiliations. Yes. Uh, in the past, including our own site mm-hmm. and others. Um, but but really, honestly, PAX is made by the fans for the fans. That's why we go. Yes. And it's what makes it interesting. It's why we don't go most of the time to E3 um, and other conventions, although Rue tries to talk me into a lot of them. Um, <laughs> oh, you're going to Con Bravo, though. 
Yeah, I become Bravo. I'm I'm on the guest list. Apparently, I have to be there. You have know. to, or they're going to come and kill you. I have Although, to. Although that for... means you have to brave Canada again. So. Yeah, which is a tough thing. I mean, I'm not going to lie, but at least <laughs> I have my passport ready to go. So. I gotta find mine. <laughs> yeah. So um, so anyway, I think uh, we have covered more than enough material for the evening. And although we have a lot more that we probably could cover, this is probably a good place to close off the conversation. So thank you all again for watching this wonderful episode. I hope you like the new idea here. I think what we're trying to go for is a little bit of a, a little bit of a more personalized debate, something that hopefully gets people thinking outside the box. We've seen some questions about that, which is great. So I'd love to see where this goes kind of in the future with your suggestions. If you want to suggest something to us, how can the people get a hold of you, Mr. Rue? Well, I can be found on the Twitter at Rue underscore. Is it underscore? I always forget. That's an it's Rue underscore C-O-T-G-W. Yes. Yes. And, and you can find me at It's the Commodore, all one word. <laughs> Which I, I really do like. I think it's very clever. Uh, however, I did sell it from one of our mutual, steal it from one of our mutual friends. You did, um, but it's but it's cool. I like that idea. It's the Commodore. Just come and follow me on Twitter, and and Rue will give out his cell number. Someone squirted in the chat. Is that normal? No. Okay. Uh, I checked out by a doctor. I have no problem with squirting, but you know, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Uh, also, you can follow the official Clan of the Grey Clan of the Grey Wolf Twitter at cotgw. So there's that too, which you should totally do as well. Yes. Oh, uh, we have lots of interesting, interesting, interesting things to say. Kind yes. Of, well, what do you? What are you trying to say? There, I, speaking of, there's a bit of news. One of which I just put up a, a video on the YouTube. Uh, the next 16-bit gem will be out by this time next week. And I already, I already promised and lied that. that so, but here's the thing. I finally made it. There you go. What? I, yes. I made, I made the 16-bit bit gem. <laughs> so. It's done. It'll be Wednesday. It'll be premiering exclusively on RetroWareTV.com. Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. The eight, no, sorry. 8 p.m. Eastern mm -hmm. Daylight Time. But if you stick around at 9 p.m., I'll be on RetroWare doing a live stream with a few uh, special guests. And we'll probably just be jibber jabbering kind of like commodore and i do every other week so right. um there you go uh so that'll be in a week's time in addition i've already started mailing out i know very many months late but shut up uh prizes from our our marathon <laughs> shut up we're busy <laughs> and so um, i've worked through i'm working through it i already mailed out all the sd cards uh uh for going to people in the u.s the ones internationally are going out tomorrow and then the bigger prizes which cost more money to ship and i need to figure out by talking to the kind people at the united states postal service offices uh we'll start shipping out with the next wonderful week or so. people yes wonderful people at the usps and that will include perlers and, and and super nintendo games and so forth so yes and and by the time you get them We'll be ready to plan the next marathon, yes. so stay in tune for that one as well. <laughs> By the way, I have the 100th episode Ooh. of the Weekly Ringer coming up here very soon. I just published episode 97, which I want to hear what all of you have to say about. Uh, so please come and comment on that. But the 100th episode is approaching. Um, I will be back in the vicinity of the, vicinity. the place that Rue and I once cohabitated many, many years ago. Uh, very soon, 
and the possibility has arisen that I might potentially be able to shoot the 100th episode of the Weekly Ringer there. Really? Um, so we could have an extravaganza. If you have ideas as to what sure number what 100 about. Weekly Ringer episode should cover, either in terms of the question or in terms of the venue or in terms of what clothes I should wear or anyone else that appears on camera, uh, please, please let me know. <laughs> Commodore128 at planetofthegraywolf.com or just tweet me at it's the Commodore and let me know what you think should happen. Uh, I am as shocked as any of you are that we actually made it to 100 episodes, but we are very, very, we are dangerously close at this point to 100 episodes. So give me your titles and feedbacks for that. Yes. Yes. Um, okay, good. I'm glad you're excited about that. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks <laughs> for totally I, I killed that momentum. my promo. Completely. And it's like, oh, yeah, 16 bit gems. It's great. And everybody's going to be happy. And oh, this, this is a uh, Commodore <laughs> 100th episode. Whatever. Um, I don't need to know about that. I'm excited. Um, it should be good. Um, yeah, it's going to be great. I think I it's going to be phenomenal. I don't even I've know. already got some great ideas. I, I don't even know what place through. you're talking about with the cohabitation. It's kind of creepy. Well, I didn't mean. I meant city. Oh, okay. I was like, you're going to go back to that apartment? You go, dunk, dunk, dunk. Excuse me. I'd like to record a, a weekly ringer here. A, a what? Yeah. I'm the Commodore. Yes. I, I'm very important. Do you know who I am? Yes. Do you, do you know who I am? <laughs> I No, I don't. Oh. Who are you? Um, <laughs> um, I'm a D-list internet, internet celebrity. <coughs> anyway, thank you all for watching the, the Echo Screen Live. Um, uh, this has been a lot of fun. Hope you have had as much fun as we have had, not only going through the topic du jour and the tids and bits, but the the question and answer portion of the program. Hope you guys have enjoyed this as much as as we have. Yes, uh, it's been as as, as really uh, uh, just just as much fun as all the episodes are. This is a great portion of what we do here at the Clan of the Gray Wolf. So thank you for being a part of what we do. Yes. Um, now, thank you. Uh, now I will actually be traveling for a good portion of the rest of June, so I will not be here for the third Wednesday in in June, uh, yep. which means we will be skipping that episode. Yes, and, we'll be skipping that, uh, and uh, which means our next episode will be July third. Oh my gosh! Wednesday, July third. If you can do it, Mr. Commodore. I will. Well, I will be another year older at that point. Oh man, you're getting old. Well, at least you're not thirty three. That would be super old. But um, Wednesday, July 3rd, we'll have a good America-themed episode of 16-Bit Gems, just like last year when we had it on July 4th. Uh, yeah, we did. We had it on July 4th last year. <laughs> what a great idea. Um, yeah, what a great idea to have it right on July 4th. Anyway, we'll, we'll keep in that tradition. We'll have a great America version of it. It will not have any international content whatsoever. So it doesn't nope. mean you can't attend if you're an international person, but it just means you're a commie. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it doesn't actually mean that, folks. Anyway, uh, now that I've, I've just completely disenfranchised our entire audience, thank you so much for watching the Echo Screen Live, the official <laughs> podcast of the Clan of the Gray Wolf. As always, I am your host for the, com the Commodore for the wonderful but always wrong in these kinds of episodes, Rue. Ding, ding. From the Clan of the Gray Wolf. Thank you all for watching, and there is no reset button. Goodbye, Canada.
I I got nothing for the after the show blooper reel. I I I don't know. You you got anything? Nope. I no no, it's not not a good idea. You should keep your clothes on. That that was yeah. That was exactly I, where I was I, going. I just I, know. I, I don't. I think that was a good a good way to go. Wait, I got one. 